these days I'm going to start putting eyebrows on for this show. <laughs> oh my God. I smoked something new tonight and I could tell. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Hash Wednesday podcast with me, comedian Catherine Maloney. And me, Minister Mary McGee. On this week's episode, we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're going to be talking about St. Jude, but we're also going to be doing a new segment called Girl, What You Watching? Additionally to that, we are going to be talking about what we would do if we won the mega millions. Where would you move? Who would you be? Would you tell anybody? All right. So that actually is a good segue into our segment of the evening. If you won the mega million tomorrow, where would you move? Where in the world is Mary Ann Catherine? <laughs> where would you move? <laughs> I know where I would move. Where? I would where? To Ireland. 100%. To Ireland? I would really like to visit there. Yeah. I just feel like that's where I should be. I feel like I yeah. should just be like the loud, crazy American girl that curses a lot and like, yeah, you know, Penn's bar. So I'll do that until I'm I, an old lady. Okay. So I'll, I'll do that too. I was going to mm-hmm. say I want to float around in space, but that also sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I would like to have a farm. Mm, we can do that in Ireland. take care of any of the animals. Like I want, I want there to be like farmers who work there and I'm going to pay them top dollar. Okay? Yeah. Cause we win the mega million. Yeah. And like, I want to have like a little porch swing. Yes. Like a pretty garden. I don't want to have to clean. No. I did play the Mega Millions this weekend. Oh, me too. I I played that. I was so (laughs) sure that I won. I almost quit my job. Like I was, I was like in work thinking to myself, I don't have to fucking be here because I am a billionaire. I felt the same way. A minute longer. So I, I looked up in Ireland if there's medical marijuana. Because I was curious. So they do have medical marijuana. It's legal? It is legal there, not recreational. Okay. And there's no plans for it to be recreational, but they do have it. So right. get this, right? So the wheels are turning in my head and I'm like, Ireland has free health care. I know, and so, free college. And free college. So if you have a medical marijuana card, they have to provide you with the weed for free. What? Yes. Oh my for- God, are you kidding me? Yeah, they can't fucking charge for it because it's free health care so all oh your medicine God. everything is for free so talk about a fucking sweet ass deal Ireland. this is all so sudden <laughs> <laughs> mike has a cousin colleen who lives there i'll knock on her door and say hello cousin <laughs> hello i just need to stop by get a pot of weed that's where i'm fucking going if i win the mega million i always think i would like something tropical but like for five seconds you know what i mean i live who could even stand being that relaxed and that warm all the time yeah you're like why is everybody having such a good fucking time (laughs) at least if i'm on a farm i could like oh look at all these animals (laughs) like i love those videos of the people with the emus that they're so aggressive do you know what i'm talking about yes there's that one lady yeah and the emu is like always in her face oh my god they're they're fucking terrifying though terrifying that's a fucking dinosaur okay that's a fucking dinosaur dinosaur. it looks like a dinosaur and it it has no no remorse it's hard you look (laughs) into those eyes and they're just dead eyes like oh nothing on the other end of that shit and there's another one it's i posted soulless. a video solace and i posted the video and same thing it's a young girl she's a farmer and she's doing little videos to talk about the animals and the emu fucking comes over and she's like emmanuel, emmanuel. <laughs> and he's like looking into the camera and he's like you know do it. she's like, like emmanuel. <laughs> and then she says his full name she goes emmanuel todd lewis, todd lewis. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just thought that was so funny. It's I a think, good name. Isn't that a great name? Emmanuel Todd Lewis. Like, That's I want to good... know. Why do they have them, though? Like, for the eggs, I guess? I think it might be a, a sanctuary. Oh, so it might, yeah, I think I so. Usually those people, like, the people that do all the videos and stuff, I feel like. Like, where do we put all these fucked up, angry, pissed off birds <laughs> who want to peck our eyeballs out? Oh, in a sanctuary. <laughs> and then we'll make TikToks. And then we'll make TikToks. <laughs> we'll live like kings. <laughs> I would not tell a fucking soul. No, probably no I would. Way. Actually, I would probably take out ads to just tell people to like suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> suck my dick ads. I actually, I because I told you I it was <laughs> suck my dick ads. <laughs> and I would just it like, all on suck my dick ads. <laughs> and it would just be like movie credits imagine if you could buy movie credits for every movie if you were so rich and it could be like an ending credit like each movie could have suck my dicks and who you would like to suck your dick that would be fucking awesome they're gonna eventually do shit like that because everything's for sale i promised myself that if i won this time that i'm gonna really enjoy the fucking money because my whole life every time something's been like good i've been like vicariously living through that moment but not really like feeling that fucking moment because I thought it would happen again you shouldn't feel that you're afforded that type of luxury that you think you're going to get another opportunity so take the fucking moment and enjoy it so that's my thing if I won that kind of money or if I'm ever in the position where like I'm not fucking trying to just survive I'm gonna really fucking enjoy those moments because it's so worth it you know it's so rare that you actually feel fucking happy most people talk about winning the lottery or talk about you know things like that happening for them it's not necessarily the money that they're looking for it's that feeling of freedom and that feeling yeah. of like this feeling secure and peace and and that's all anybody wants is inner peace so <laughs> um since we did Joan of Arc mm-hmm. have you been getting a lot of ads for antidepressants <laughs> no I always get those <laughs> I haven't seen an increase <laughs> it's about the same <laughs> Do you think the algorithms figured out what's wrong with us? Totally. And they're trying to give us the right medication? Yeah, but I was not offered Lexapro when I was offered. I've tried it. That didn't work. It wasn't for me. It made me feel more like numb inside. Like, like I didn't have any feelings. Go on. I know. That's what I thought I wanted was to have no feelings. So I was cool with it for a while. Mm -hmm. Because it probably felt like a mini vacation. It was. But then like when, when serious, like tragedies were happening in people's lives. It's another for help. Serious tragedies would be happening in people's lives and I couldn't react appropriately. I was like a robot. Like I knew what the feeling was that I was supposed to be having, but I couldn't have it. Like you just look constipated. Yeah. I was a constipated person. It was like, Mm -hmm. it was like holding in the shit of my humanity. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Sounds good. Sounds Um, good. I know. I thought I loved it for a while too. I I just have it and you're like, oh, this isn't good either. (laughs) Yeah. Another cry for help. Cry for help. I love that. So this week's episode, we're going to talk about St. Jude. He was born Judas Thaddeus. So a lot of people get him confused with Judas Escriot. Is that how you yeah. say his name? 
Yeah, the guy who like betrayed Jesus, but that's not yeah, him. He's a different guy. Not him. But I didn't know. So this is our first official apostle of yeah, Jesus's that we're I doing know. on the show. So that was kind of exciting. And you know, I went to Catholic school all those years. You would think that I would remember some of the shit, but I don't remember any of this shit think, at I all. Know. I'm like, did they teach us this, or like we're we just not paying attention? I feel like in almost twelve years of religious instruction by a Roman Catholic school, I should know certain things and I really just don't. So he no, was maybe they were too busy telling us not to get abortions and that our pets weren't going to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Your skirt's too short. I'm like, who's an apostle? Happy Mark, Luke, and John. Now shut more. the fuck up. <laughs> Don't get paid to listen to this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, so he was born Judas. So there was 12 apostles yeah. and two of them were named Judas. Yeah. How popular was that fucking name? I know. It was like today's like, um, what's that name that's really popular? Um, Jaden. Everybody's named Jaden. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I had a Michael and I'm like, oh my God, everybody's going to be named Michael in his class. He never had a fucking Michael in his entire class. Okay. And he's in like going into 10th grade, but you there's like 20 Jadens. Like that's crazy. In each Kayla's, class. Kayla's got a really popular name. I don't know if there's ever been one in her class though i didn't realize that saint jude was a cousin to jesus yeah on both sides like so yeah, yeah so uh, if we're counting joseph not God. yeah, Joe, yeah <laughs> he's so, like it's yeah. God's nephew <laughs> so <laughs> it was on joseph's side it was his brother's son so yeah. it was Joseph's nephew who was Jude and on and Mary's, Mary's side, sister. Mary's cousin. Oh, I her saw. cousin who was yeah. also named Mary, right? Who was also named Mary. So talking about keeping in the family. So oh that my was, God, I know. They're yeah. like super related. Super related. And so that's funny because I have a cousin that I'm related to on both sides of my family, but not by blood. Are so. Yeah, Lorraine Ott, you know, my cousin oh, Lorraine. Yeah. yeah, so she's actually your cousin too, because... I, I know, I remember learning that, but I don't remember how. So, Aunt Katie married her uncle. Okay. So, she, Aunt Katie was Lorraine Ott's aunt by marriage. Does yeah. that make her blood-related to us? No, not blood-related, but by marriage. Okay. So it's Aunt Katie married her uncle. And so that's how, that's how we're related on that side. And then on my dad's side, she married my father's first cousin, Eugene Ott. So yeah, so she's related to me on both sides of my family, but not blood related. So yeah, so shit happens, but he's actually related by blood to Jesus. And let me tell you something. And he's kind of like a mini Jesus. Like he's not like a full blown Jesus. He's kind of like Jesus is Walter White. And he's like Jesse Pinkman where he's not like the scientist, but he can mm -hmm. get shit done when you're not around. And he's kind of the hottie of the two. He is hot. I mean, (laughs) if those cartoons are accurate. (laughs) I was like, vroom, vroom, Dylan McKay from 90210. Hello. He's all Dylan. Dylan McKayan, Luke Perry, like, I was like, what's up, Brandon, get out of the way, Dylan, (laughs) woo, hot under the collar, so, oh my god, I had those dolls, 
the Barbies of 90210. Oh, I know. I wish we had all that shit again. We should have never thrown it out. Okay, so he's an apostle. So we don't have any, like, he was born in a hut by the river. We don't yeah, yeah. Shit. And I think they said he's only mentioned two times in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So there's not a super lot known about him. He's mentioned, like, the first time when it's um, him becoming an apostle. And then there's another time that I can't recall right now. Yeah, <laughs> but, when um, he was at Passover. So when yeah. they mentioned Passover, I think they're talking about the Last Supper. That is what they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's the Last Supper. Yeah. Because that was when Jesus basically told all the apostles that they were going to be the messengers because Jude had questioned him and said, you know, why do you not show yourself to all people? And why do you only show your true power to us? And mm-hmm. he basically said, because that's what I'm paying you guys for. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to sprinkle some Holy Spirit on you guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fucking magical now and you're going to go spread the word of my teachings all across wherever the fuck your sandals will take you. Okay. That's it. And then when he sprinkled the Holy Spirit on them, okay, Mm -hmm. they saw tongues split in half. And then able to decipher any language. Like, so anywhere that they traveled, they would be able to decipher that language. Damn. And I'm like, that was not the Holy Spirit. He sprinkled some psilocybin mushrooms on your ass. (laughs) They were microdosing. Oh my God. That's amazing though. Could you you imagine imagine if none of this happened? It was just like a really long acid trip. (laughs) That's so funny. Then somebody like sobered up long enough to write this shit down. And now we're We were supposed to journal during this. (laughs) (laughs) And um, according to the kids cartoon scene for kids, Mm -hmm. there was a king who was the king what today i guess oh, is yeah. it's greece king, what's the king's name king uprora of edisa it's so he has leprosy day right yeah so, so he has leprosy and he it sucks so this he gets this messenger and he says that he wants him to find Jesus and for Jesus to come and heal him. But Jesus yeah. is busy, you know, like he's very like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I loved about it. Cause like he was like, hey, to one of his guys, he was like, Hey, go find Jesus. I know he'll do something. Yeah. And the guy goes and finds Jesus. And they're like on a boat, like in the middle of the ocean. And the guy's <laughs> like, Hey, King of Laura of Ediza is like super sick with leprosy. Like, could you come with us? Us and go cure him real quick like yeah. you know what I mean like he totally believes that you can do it and Jesus just straight up goes yeah I'm aware of the situation yeah. like that was his comment to him and he goes listen do me a favor go back to the king and let him know I'm not gonna let him die we're yeah. good don't worry about it and they were like you know they go back and they're like oh my like, god it's the yeah, worst when you gotta go back oh. gotta go back hat in hand empty it's like when I gotta go to a table and tell them we're attitude I'm like, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be be a moment of just pure awkwardness. So he goes back and, you know, he tells the king, he's like, listen, I'm really sorry, but Jesus, you know, is spreading the word of his teachings and he just can't come. But he told us that he's going to make sure that you're going to be healed. So don't worry about that. You're not going to (laughs) die. 
And he goes, and when the time comes, he's going to send one of his apostles to heal you and you'll be completely freed from this illness. And the king was like, oh my God, it was like such a fucking catch 22. Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like God, I'm going to be healed. It's going to be great. But like, I'm in a lot of fucking. Yeah. Pain. He's like, he was suffering and he's like, like, how long am I going to have to wait for this mm-hmm. fucker? But it was really a test if you think about it, because yeah. there were a like, couple of things that happened. Like then, then they went to go get a, the messenger took an artist with him to get a picture. Oh yeah. Yeah. He goes, the king goes hey uh do me a favor go grab the artist over there and go back to jesus and and, uh paint a picture of his image and what i'm going to do is i'm going to put that painting on my body and that painting is going to like keep me from like feeling all this intense pain until that's a solid idea i was like okay it's like a lidocaine patch yeah pretty much (laughs) so the guy goes back with painter and when they go you know, I love the scene in the cartoon because it's Jesus with like kids all around him, like yeah. outside under a tree. And like, he's like holding a baby. It was so yeah. cute. I love it. It's like by the water. It's just like, that's the image that I have of him. So when people are like, Jesus likes guns and fucking murder. I'm like, no. <laughs> we <laughs> don't know the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same dude. I just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, that's what I always say so the crowds you know at that time like for Jesus they were like you know he was packing them in so it was busy and yeah, when the artist busy got season. yeah yeah he was like <laughs> he's like this leg of the door is tough <laughs> gotta get there early and it was getting dark and everything so Jesus is chilling under the tree again it's the next day because uh they said we had to come back for the shit so yeah. it's the next day they set up and they're starting to paint him and they're like, oh, this is going to be great. It's only going to take us like an hour. Let me just paint this really quick so we can get it back to the king. And Jesus sees them. And at first, like, you know, the painter and the the guard guy, they were really nervous because they thought that they were going to get in trouble. Yeah, for not yeah. Getting his for permission. not getting permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jesus sees them like going above and beyond to try to get this painting. And he calls Jude over and he's like, hey, Jude you know you see those guys over there and Jude's like yes he's like go get them for me because they're really (laughs) trying and so they come over and they're like oh Jesus like we're really really sorry just our king is super sick and Jesus is like you see the towel you know do give me the towel and so Jesus wipes his face with it and his image appears on the towel yeah See, I remember learning that story, though, in school, but I don't remember any of the other surrounding, like, I remember hearing about his image being on the cloth, and that cloth still exists. Well, the cloth that I remember is when he's being crucified. Okay, is that that a different cloth? That's what I was trying to figure out, because there's one that he's wrapped in. Okay, so there's multiple Jesus face cloths. There's not just the one. That's why I was confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Did he take it back or something from him? Yes. Because he was buried in that shit. Yeah. So, just, so he was just doing that shit just all the time. Like He's like, like you want to see? Yeah. 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 You want to see like, something cool? Like how grandpa would pull a quarter from behind your ear? That was Jesus. <laughs> Let me show you this trick. cloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just pull my I got finger. your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So the guy and the painter were like, oh my gosh. 
and Jesus was like, listen, I told your boy I'd get with him when I could, but in the meantime, take this image of me, tell him to put it on his body, and in faith- Three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can never wash it. You know what I mean? You can never wash it. <laughs> no. So no. be cool. Remember yeah. that. But yeah, so <laughs> tell him to, to wear it um, until we get to him and, and he'll be fine. Like his faith in me and this image of me on this towel is going to get him through until we can send an apostle. So yeah and God, the painter, apostles are backed up bro I know. <laughs> you know how hard it was to get an apostle appointment back then i know <laughs> plus like jesus is like ramping up to the being king, dying of leprosy sorry we're busy <laughs> yeah that's gonna be like sorry. six months yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the king is just in agony you know yeah. so he in the cartoon he says man where are those guys and yeah. as soon as he said it they popped up and they're like yeah. hey and he's like did you get it because he thinks they painted him and yeah. so they're like okay it was super busy and it was getting dark <laughs> out <laughs> you know it sounds like, like another excuse <laughs> no bullshit but okay. it was getting dark and we just couldn't do it so we got you one better he yeah. wiped his face on this cloth look yeah. at this shit <laughs> <laughs> and the that king was like is crazy yes he was so pumped he was like oh my god this is an original jc <laughs> an original jc face cloth is this the first one tell me this is the first one super pumped about the whole thing he's like put that shit on my body and <laughs> And we awesome. will just some sugar on me. Where's my JC cloth? He's just all excited. So that shut him the fuck up for a little while, which was cool. Then... Shut him the fuck up for a little while. His fucking Jesus cloth. Like a pacifier. All right, what do you got next? Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so shut him the fuck up. <laughs> so oh, then... the king also had a dream the night before mm -hmm. Jude was gonna come. Oh. He had a dream that Jude came to the palace because of his faith in the towel and like showing that he had faith in God by like trusting that this towel was actually gonna cure him. He proved himself enough for them to send Jude over to make sure that he was fully cured. And then Jude goes to his bedside mm -hmm. and he's very handsome. <laughs> okay. Just a really good looking dude. Uh, nice looking man. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's really what cured him. <laughs> yeah. He just gazed into his eyes and just was <laughs> like, I don't know what leprosy is, but I know what love is. I never knew love before this. <laughs> Just feels so warm. Like I felt good about myself when I saw how hot St. Jude was in that kid's cartoon. He's a handsome man. He's a handsome man. I can't lie though. He has very good jeans. Great jeans. Yeah. Out. I mean, that's God's chosen woman of I all mean, really? women. That's her nephew. So. But did you notice in the kid's cartoon how St. Jude is super attractive, right? Everybody else like has monkey ears. Oh and then there's, yeah. And then there's these like, it just seems oh. like super racist it was like the there was i don't know there was like these black people dressed in like loincloths or something <laughs> well i'm like yeah, what well, the fuck is happening yeah. here like, i thought when was this written i don't know what's who's producing this shit it's so 
so weird. It's it's just there's so many accents and nothing lines up. I don't know. But anyway, I, I want to talk about Jesus's voice in this fucking kids cartoon. Oh my god, it was like it was like no. a sex voice. <laughs> it was like Jude, come to me, come to me, Jude. <laughs> Follow what your Lord says. <laughs> Jude's like, okay. <laughs> like he was like, I'm aware. I got uncomfortable. I was listening to it in the car with Mike and I crossed my legs. Like I'm very uncomfortable. Well, what's weird is like they had the same guy's voice for Jesus that they had for like the king and like bad guys. I don't understand yeah. like the consistency of this voice. <laughs> is that like, what you meant? <laughs> <laughs> what conversation are you having um so <laughs> where are we oh the next part of the kids cartoon is about passover which is the last supper and that's when he's mentioned in the bible for the second time and the last time so jude like fucking goes and Jesus told him, listen, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit so you can go preach. So that's what he did. He went around and he started in Adisa where he just had cured the um, king. So he was, you know, kicking around in that country. And yeah. when he came upon this guy, like literally just like stabbing somebody in the middle of like the town. Yeah. And I love when they show these things because there's like a fucking crowd there. I know. Like, I guess, I guess that was what was on that afternoon. So I know. Well, it's like in my daughter's school, every seventh period, there's a fight and everybody just kind of stands around and watches it. Oh my so God. So I guess that was like the seventh period stabbing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See at 3 p.m. behind the bleachers. So here's this guy just like stabbing and Jude comes up on him and he's like, yo, like, what the fuck? Like, what's up, dude? Like, why are you stabbing? Why are you wielding a knife? And the stabber <laughs> guy was like, that's what I do. I'm fucking stabbing. Abby. yeah that's what i do that's my thing like mind your business okay yeah literally he was like they all start with who do you think you are i when know talking to saint jude yeah so he does have, he's he, kind of ballsy like he goes up to like murderers and he's just like bro we yeah. don't murder here okay yeah. that's not what we're about and they're no like, this is what i've been doing free. my whole life because they were like it's, he was in a bad neighborhood and it he's was like, just you know 1974 chicago yeah. it was bad yeah it was uh intense so he said to him who are you to preach to me and then jude said god please reveal yourself to this man and in that moment he dropped the knife and he went dumb which means he can't talk and he never talked again and he completely dedicated himself to saint jude followed him you know no more murdering like he learned his lesson. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so everybody was like, that's a miracle. So yeah. jot that one down. Then he traveled over to Mesopotamia, which mm -hmm. is uh, modern day Iraq. Yes. And just like you were saying, that part is super racist. Yeah, like, it's weird. They were just no, like brown people in loincloths and weird underwear. And they, but Jude is dressed in like, you know, you know, Gross. like Jesus attire and mm -hmm. like looking all luscious. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and like the, the wind is blowing bubble. in his hair. <laughs> yeah. They described them as evil people that were performing heinous acts. They were basically describing them as like primitive, you know, that yeah, they, they were like murdering people and they were just like not burying the bodies and like throwing them at the animals. Yeah. That's a, them. It, yeah. So it's when crazy. he saw that shit, he was like, 
what the fuck fuck is going on here yeah yeah like you don't do this you you show some fucking respect you know he's trying to talk to people and like teach them the word of god but the people that he's talking to they're not like the type of people who are receptive to positive information like they're they're all killing each other yeah they're baked like they have their thought process and like their rituals and shit nobody's gonna come in and try to fucking like interrupt yeah. that you know we're done we're, we don't need any but he keeps trying he keeps like he peddling his little heart out he gives people second chances he um he's the patron saint of what is it the like not impossible cases there's a, there's another word for it i don't know I, in my book it said he was the miraculous saint he's the miraculous saint and he is oh he tells them all to repent to be saved and they're like fuck off oh yeah he says I command in the name of Jesus to repent and return to the true God. And when he said that, they fucking, the one guy, he dropped to the ground and he couldn't move. And he begged him. He was like, I fucked up. I didn't know who you were. He was like, all right, I'm in. Whatever the fuck you need. And then he said, like, please help me and I'll follow you. The thing is, like you said, even though he had all these miracles and stuff and people were seeing the right way, didn't have a lot of followers. People weren't lining up still didn't have a lot of followers mm-hmm. and many really refused to repent or do anything about it and then shortly after that there was a child who was about to be killed he tried to stop them and these guys which this part i didn't really get because in the children's cartoon if that's what we're using as our main source in the children's cartoon it shows that he is just like hey you can't kill this child and he like takes the child and just kind of walks out and they're like oh that's yeah. not cool we're gonna kill that guy but like wouldn't yeah. you just like stop him in that moment that's what i was wondering but i guess again it's the cock of the walk saint jude walks in there and he's like what's up what's going on give me that fucking kid shame on all of you and i think <laughs> they're just stunned like we've said this about other scenes i think there's just some like confidence and there's just some like i don't yeah, know maybe they maybe that's what it is maybe he emanates that and maybe he had a reputation you know maybe they were like who the fuck is this guy you know but it's very strange that they um you know that they did let him like leave and with the kid so that was like the final straw like they were like we gotta kill this motherfucker and we need to do it now because this is getting crazy because he did have some converts like people did convert over to start following him so that was pissing off a lot of people too so you know it was kind of splitting the houses or whatever or some some people believed in it and the other people were stuck in their ways. So they decided to kill him in his sleep. Yeah, pussy they ass. Until he's asleep. Pussy ass mom. Yeah. Because they said, Who are you to meddle in our affairs? And so they snuck up on him like two punk ass bitches in the middle of the night and they fucking cut his throat. They cut his head off, I should say. Wait, you know? can I just tell you, like in the kids' cartoon mm-hmm. in Saints for Kids, they so I because I watched it and I listened to it, they don't tell you that his head got chopped off, right? They kind of like act like they're trying to like wash that out of the story for the children's sake, but they show it. <laughs> I know. They're Isn't like, that more traumatizing? It's super traumatizing. Like you see his head like roll and I then you know. see like the lights they're go like, out. For kids. <laughs> We cut off heads. We don't give a shit. So they do all that. And when you get your head chopped off in the Roman Catholic Church, when you're speaking of the word of Christ and all that shit, when that happens, immediately you're a martyr. Regardless if you become a saint or not, but immediately head chopped off equals martyr. You like that shit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like did that's- you get your head chopped off? 
God, oh. I can't even, I'm, I think you've earned it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want my last words to just be like, I do this in the name of God when they cut my head off. So I just be like, Martyr Catherine has <laughs> <laughs> a nice ring to it. <laughs> I mean, if I'm in that situation and then um, obviously he becomes a saint, you know, so he's St. Jude. And Oh, I wrote a poem about him having his Ooh. head chopped off. <laughs> oh my God, do it. Okay, so it's St. Jude. Watch out for the bat. Take those sandals and walk them back to your shack. Remember to let Jesus into your heart. Then you can start to make that king better, 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 St. Jude. Don't be afraid. But those dudes over there are gonna be head yeah the minute you let that tiredness kick in those guys over there are gonna be head yeah head yeah head yeah head yeah head yeah head yeah Oh my God, that's so fucking good. That was so long. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's so good. Oh, I do not own the rights to this music. <laughs> <laughs> and plus it's satire. So it's it's protected yeah, under true. free speech. Yeah, it's fun. So, so he's dead. His feast day is October 28th. You if know what's you want... funny is 28 was one of our numbers. Like when we were talking about doing this podcast mm-hmm. and we were looking for all these signs to see like if this was the right decision to make. Don't you remember that 27 and 28 were like the two numbers? They're popping up. Yeah. So I, I that noticed too. that date right away. Mm-hmm. And then I go to Mike. I'm like, and it's our anniversary. And he's I like, know. No, it's not. <laughs> It's the 29th. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, it almost is. <laughs> Close. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I know. Because I just remember going up for your wedding. It was around Halloween. Yeah. It was around Halloween because Kayla was a month old. So I remember running up. Oh, but yeah. So that's a definite sign. Like, the thing is about St. Jude. Like, he's tied to Judas. So when he became a saint, like people were avoiding him at all costs because he was going by Judas pretty much until Jesus died. They didn't, I think it was like the 18th century before he was even like acceptable. Yeah. So he didn't get the respect that he deserved. Like people didn't really ask him for anything. They were afraid to. So let me tell you, he's like really fucking cool, man. Like if you want something ask St. Jude for it, like, no problem, like, he's so welcoming of that admiration that you have for him, so give him a shout, like, he's all in. Also, similarly to our homeboy, St. Christopher, Mm -hmm. drug smugglers use his image also. Yep, especially the drug traffickers from Medellin in Colombia, so, like, those are the big fucking dogs, they have a lot of shit. Oh my god, I wonder if it's, like, a rivalry, like, St. Christopher and St. Jude, like the bloods and the crips i wonder but like saint versus saint like yeah they're all showing your medals <laughs> yeah 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 so like bandanas it's like it's like necklaces you know yeah. what I mean? like, let me see your pendant yeah. yeah i bet you that's like a calling card like if they let's say somebody gets murdered and they have if they see saint jude maybe they know which family they're with or which crew they run with i'm thinking i don't know i watch a lot of true crime so <laughs> Practically yes. and effective. <laughs> yes, yes. I know stuff and things. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> if you want to petition to him and you want to invoke him to ask him, he's so cool with it. Like he encourages it. He wants you to do a couple of things like candles and incense. That's fine or whatever. But what he really likes to do is have you donate money in his name to a charity so that you can give back and try to help people. Is um, that really what he wants? Or did St. Jude put that out there? I don't <laughs> like know. Jude right? was in the hospital. He yeah. really wants you to donate money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is a good cause. I'm gonna, I can talk about that in a second because I have some stuff about that one. But when you ask him for something and he gives it to you, he wants you to put out like a public announcement. Like he wants an ad in the paper. You have to um, thank you, St. Jude, for the favors given. You don't have to put your name on it. So it could be anonymous, but he wants a shout out for like, the love. said that's what he wants though? I don't know. I mean, like, if it's working, this? I'm not fucking with the system <laughs> <laughs> you know if that's what he if that's what daddy wants that's what daddy gets how did he know there were going to be newspapers I hear ye hear ye wait I mean, did they have newspapers I don't know this is like it was like, like 40 AD no, when he, he died, died. 95 AD you know he had grandchildren it was said that he had he was married and he had one child and possibly oh. grandchildren they traced back grandchildren to 95 AD wow I know that's cool you would have thought they would have had a stronger gene pool and last longer. I know. Maybe he did. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe they just stopped keeping track. I don't know. Because if you could prove and trace back to St. Jude, then you can trace back to Mary. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like just right there. So, <laughs> so <laughs> if only they had ancestry back then. I know. Fucking 23andMe has solved all these problems. Seriously. So, so you mentioned St. Jude's Hospital, which I've been aware of since I was super, super little because we used to do a mathathon at my elementary middle school St. Francis of Sales, um, you would get like people to oh sponsor you and then the proceeds would go to St. Jude yes you'll do 10 cents per math problem so if you did 100 then that would be what 10 bucks (laughs) I think at a time like this (laughs) (laughs) I never said math was my strong suit so anyway then at the end like really seemed like something we should know right off the bat I know I know but I have been smoking some new shit and that always throws me off so um that's how I was introduced to them and I always remember watching a movie about you know who they were and what they provided so it was you know, I had like a mini like indoctrination of St. Jude's Hospital when I was very young and it was every single year. So you'd watch the same shit, but it's a hospital. It is currently number two in the country for pediatric cancer hospitals for, for treatment. And um, the founder was also an entertainer. His name was Danny Thomas and he opened St. Jude in 1962. And his biggest quote was, no child should die in the dawn of life. Oh which is, my God. I know, I know. So oh, that's there. I know. So it's free, like free, like anybody that goes in. And if you wonder how do I become a patient or how does my child become a patient? All you have to do is ask your current pediatrician for a referral. And then they put you into an open clinical trial. And what they do is an assessment to make sure that the type of cancer that you currently have, that they can provide um, adequate treatment to help uh, cure you. So back 
50 years ago, before St. Jude's Hospital, the survival rate was at 20%. And since St. Jude, it's now at 80%. Wow. So, yeah, it's a big increase in survival that rate. Nice to hear. I know. And when you become a patient, you don't get a bill for anything. And that includes your 100% medical treatment, your housing, and your food for you and your family. Oh, my God. I didn't realize they did the housing and food. Yep. So they have a house set up and you and your family stay there they stock it with food they have food and premise i know so that you can focus on the your child getting treatment and and going into remission and not have to worry about all that so i think that they are awesome yeah me too they're awesome awesome so saint jude is laid to rest at the saint peter's basilica in the vatican and he's in the thick of it in the vatican that's like high honor you know where you want to be laid to rest and it's so crazy like that there's still bodies of these people it just seems like such you know what i mean it's just so i know weird to me i mean that's like like that they were real yeah it's like relics of them i know there's bodies places like you could go i wonder if anything interesting happened to him because there were so many saints that we did where they had you know some part of them that didn't decay oh that's a good question i know i, didn't I mean know. it was so long ago i mean this was like almost two thousand years ago yeah that would be actually insane his was like a pretty short and sweet story i think because it was so long ago and there were were only a few you know mentions of him yeah so i think it was like legend and then hey we have these two bible references so we'll just throw that into the mix it's crazy because he was like powerful almost like a mini jesus yeah he was i just feel like we're not i don't know like i just feel like we weren't really taught about this not at all like really much about him at all if Mm -mm. Maybe nothing. Yeah, I just remember, like, if you were sick, St. Jude, and, like, if you were desperate, St. Jude. I don't know why. Yeah, so... But that might be because my school, like, specifically had an annual a mathathon thing for St. Jude's Hospital. For St. Jude. That's probably why, yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think I did it at all. Probably not. <laughs> we had the lockdown on the mathathon. Nobody talked to <laughs> Francis. There's shit. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of places that you can go visit. So Mexico City, they have like multiple miracles in that area. So there's a big church down there that you can go visit with him. And then the St. Jude Thaddeus shrine is in Chicago so you can visit that and then the international shrine of St. Jude in Our Lady of Guadalupe Chapel which is the oldest church building in New Orleans is really? uh, yeah it's pretty cool well, that is pretty cool. So it's a couple of him, and I like that he was like tied to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting that that was his cousin. Yeah. Um. All right. And he's a saint, and he healed people, and he got his head chopped off. And uh, yeah, exactly. He's a good person too for financial distress. So if you're like, yeah, so if you're like super broke and you're like, I prayed to him today. You did. And every time we record an episode, I always light a candle and I try to correlate it with whoever we're, you know, doing the episode about. So, yeah. So his main color is green. Like if you ever see him, he's usually in like the green thing. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, so that's his jam. So I took a green candle and I dressed it with basil because basil is one of the things that's associated with him. Yes. And then I have this like 
herb mix that's like for money. Oh, all right, good. Yeah, and I think it's green because um, it represents like renewal, like grass, things like that. True, like a rebirth. So there is a, um, here I'll read this, there is a little ritual that you can do when you are requesting some assistance, especially financial assistance from St. Jude. So what you do is you place a fresh bunch of basil in water before his image every day for nine days. You use a fresh bunch of basil. Ugh, you use a fresh bunch <laughs> of basil each day because it gets like wilted. They say like don't pick up like all nine bunches when you go to the store or if you pick it from oh, your garden. Six ninety nine right now. I know. Like I'm like, I'll how big a, is a bunch? I know. I'm like, how big is a bunch? I was buying cherries the other day and I'm like, these feel heavy. Let me take out two huge handfuls and put I do it. other bags. I do it all the time. I'm not fucking paying for this shit if I'm not eating and it's not happening. I know. I'm like, I'm, gonna pay, I'm not paying $18 for cherries. Okay. No. Matter of fact, I have cherries in my fridge and I need to eat them or else they're going to go bad. So thank right you for now. I'm going to as soon as this call is over. So take the basil and you swap it out every day and then you light a small green candle every day for the nine days and you do pray, petition. So get the basil every single day, light a green candle and then pray, petition and invoke St. Jude's aid. They okay. didn't and you have just leave the basil in water? Yeah. Okay. So, you, so it's like almost like a little offering. So he likes okay. nine days. That's the second saint now that was about nine days. St. Anthony too and you want his help. <laughs> I don't have any fresh basil. I'm going to have to sprinkle some in some water. It's fine. You're trying. Just be like, I'll get you. I'll get, I'll get well, you next thing. time. Yeah. Like, be like, listen, I need this miracle. First thing I'm going to do is go get you that fucking basil. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to do this flip-flop, okay, buddy? I can't afford the basil right now. That's why I'm fucking praying you about the fucking money. <laughs> so that's St. Jude. That's St. Jude. St. Jude. Not Judas, but Jude. Talk about, like, being named almost like Hitler. That's like a shit thing. Like, God. Like, oh, why did Judas, Judas like, have to ruin like it? Worst name. Like, that's what you name your kid if you hate them. I know. If you're like, this baby looks like a motherfucker. <laughs> Judas. I'm going to name his ass Judas. But I like Jude. I like how every single saint we've done. Uh, well, not Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc was born Joan of Arc. Yeah. So she's the only one. Everybody else was born one name and died another. I know. Very strange. It is very strange. I guess you can reinvent yourself. You can be your own person. I think that's why we have our confirmation because I think you're born, they give you, your parents name you, they baptize you into the church. Yeah. And then when you do your confirmation, you're saying, yeah, I'm all about that life. Yeah, it's supposed gonna... to be like your choice. Yeah, so I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't have one. I got to pick my name. And that was I it. just think I just knew I was going to do it. I don't mind it. I, I never I never minded it. But I, I think it was because my church was so lax compared to a lot of the churches that yeah, probably I hear about it wasn't that big of a deal either one like they were like it's heavily implied like you should believe all this shit but it wasn't uh too oh, hardcore really? that's cool i kind of like yeah that. i don't remember it being too hardcore i mean i don't know maybe i have a fucked up memory from all the pot smoking but no i have a fucked up memory too so i, I barely remember anything about school <laughs> my memory's like it was fine so... <laughs> it was fine everything was good everything was great you served pizza at lunch that day and you definitely had a dollar for it <laughs> yes we can afford that shit i used to eat a warm baked 
chocolate chip cookie every single morning um, in high school. The I don't know why that's what they served us, but it was fucking delicious. Oh and I God. ate it every day. I money for lunch and I would buy cigarettes with it. And then I wouldn't have enough money for lunch. So I would go in the vending machine and get a Snickers and a Mountain Dew. That would be it. <laughs> to balance it out, you know, with the cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> the new ports. I know. I, like, I, I don't know why I have this anxiety disorder. <laughs> Why my stomach's all fucked up for drinking Mountain Dew. All right, so... Girl, what you watching? What you watching, girl? This week, I am watching The Bear. Did you see it? It's oh an FX God, show. Oh, my I actually watched a little bit of that. It's streaming on Hulu, so that's where I pretty much watch everything. And yeah. literally, FX could, like, make anything, and I'm eventually going to fucking watch it and yeah, love it. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Allen White, who was Lip on Shameless. Yeah. So I that's why I didn't watch it when it first came out, because I thought it just looked like another fucking Shameless. I only started watching it because a co-worker was like, I'm watching this show about this guy who inherits a restaurant and he moves to Chicago and you know he's like in all the characters they're just such interesting weird aggressive characters and it reminded him of where we were and so I'm like all right so I watched a couple episodes and it's not like the type of show that's I don't want to make it sound like it's not good because it is but it's not like gripping where it's super intense or anything real is happening they're just really well developed yeah interesting characters they each have like a specialty in the restaurant of what they do Mm -hmm. I don't know just I don't remember any of their names because I'm really bad with that there's a lot of characters like it's a lot to learn if you only watch like one or two episodes because there's a lot and like you said there's a lot to each character so there's a lot to remember like they they unpack a lot in the first like two episodes I really like it because I worked in a restaurant you worked in restaurants so I have a connection to like, you know, being in that space and having to work with a cook and with the other people in the restaurant or whatever. So I was like, okay, but I kind of binged it today and it had my anxiety fucking flaring. Oh, I know. I I think that's why I kind of stopped watching it Yeah, because it was making me feel like I don't, I come home to get away from that setting. Yes. Yes, I like if I were you, I wouldn't be able to watch it. Yeah, because I could, it's, like, it was actually making me feel like I was like, oh no, oh no, I feel this too much. Yeah, it's a lot. I guess some people would like that, but for me, I, I, like, I don't know. I like people a like that feeling break. of anxiety. I hate that. Like, did you ever see that movie Duplex with Ben Stiller? And they buy this house and it's like they're renting it I or something. It's falling saw, apart. Oh, is that with Drew Barrymore? Oh yeah. Oh like, my ooh. god. I saw that in the movie theater and I actually had to leave. I started having a panic attack. It was too intense. Too many things were going wrong. I was like, I can't watch another second of this. And it was supposed to be a comedy. Like and I, I was like breathing into a bag. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that to me because it's so fucking stressful. And I feel the same way about kids' cartoons. Like, I don't really, I know we talk about how to kids' cartoons and all the <laughs> shit that goes on with it, but like Disney and Pixar and Nickelodeon and all that shit. Like, I'm so over being fucking depressed. I know, that's why I'm, I'm only watching things now that make me feel good inside or teach yes. me something that is for my mental benefit. I'm like, I'm done feeling bad. Yeah. And what and I like, started watching, I know you've seen it too, was um, Have a Good Trip. Oh my God, on Netflix? Yes. And now oh, they have not so They good. have How to Change Your Mind now is also on there. That's with Michael Pollan. And then um, there's another mushroom one with that other mushroom guy. Um, is it Thomas? Name, there's another mushroom guy who's like a mm-hmm. real mushroom guy wears a hat he's like official okay mm-hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> 
she's he bad. has a really good episode on Joe Rogan where he talks about his first experience with psilocybin mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is like a really smart guy, but he, when he was younger, because he has a really severe speech impediment, he was in special ed and, but he scored very high on tests. He had a very high IQ, but he had this severe speech impediment and got speech therapy for like six years. Nothing worked. His brother had dabbled in psychedelic mushrooms and had given him a book on the benefits of psychedelic mushrooms and how mm-hmm. they can help with you know, mental illness and things like that. So he has the book, it, you know, it's always on his mind that he wants to try them. He goes to college, he's 19. He decides to try them. He buys $20 worth of these mushrooms, which is like, hello. He's he's like, I mean, he has a gray beard. He looks like, you know, he's older. So I, I don't yeah. know like how long ago this was. Cause I feel like how much are they now? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't actually know Googled it recently. And I think it's like $30 for an eighth. I don't know what okay. that means. I don't either. So whatever he bought, he wasn't supposed to take the full bag okay and he did so he thought that one bag was like one dose but it wasn't you're supposed to take like i guess one mushroom or something and he's like walking around campus and there's trees and he sees this oak tree Mm -hmm. and he's always into climbing trees so he decides i'm gonna climb this oak tree he sees there's a storm coming and he knows that if he's on top of this oak tree he'll have a really nice view of the campus and of the Mm -hmm. storm and he's gonna be tripping so he's it's gonna be a mystical experience so he climbs the tree but now he starts kind of getting vertigo and things are like going away like it looks now he's really fucking tripping his balls off and it looks like Mm -hmm. the sky is melting he's bugging the fuck out he's thinking i'm gonna fall off this tree he's like hugging the tree but he also feels a oneness with the tree so he's like well if i do die you know like this won't be so bad because i'm rooted into the ground with this tree and he's like okay with dying but while he's up there he remembered something that he learned in the book about when you do mushrooms you can like i guess cure yourself yeah you can like rewire your brain yeah so mm-hmm. he wants to call for help but in his mind he's thinking i stutter i can't call for help so he says it to himself It'll take repeatedly, like don't like you're not going to stutter anymore don't stutter anymore and he just repeats this mantra over and over again and then he somehow climbs down from the tree he gets home he goes to bed the next day he wakes up he's walking in the hall his neighbor sees him and says oh hello paul how are you today and he goes i'm doing very well <gasps> Just and like he was that. Instantly cured of his speech impediment. And the only time it ever comes back is if he's drinking alcohol or smokes weed or like if he is meeting a really high profile celebrity, he gets nervous. Yeah. But other than that, he's like 90% cured. Wow. Isn't that's that crazy? amazing. I was supposed to be talking about Have a Good Trip, but I wouldn't have found out about this guy if it wasn't for that documentary. That's true. Because it sparked my interest in the topic. Yeah. And I know you're interested in it too because you had that. Oh, book. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Change Your Brain by Timothy Leary. Yep. And I have the Ram Dass book. Ew. There's yeah. a documentary on him right now too about the end of his life. Where is it? It's on Netflix. Okay. Or I'll go Hulu. check it. I'll just Google it. It'll pop up. I think it's fascinating that whole error and whenever they go so above and beyond bashing something, it always makes me question like, what are they really afraid of? Like what benefit does this give us that they don't want us to have they want us under their control and if we realize the way like ways to open our mind heal ourselves cure ourselves without paying them off in in terms of big pharma and you know whatever else is benefits the government
government, it doesn't benefit for us to know how to cure ourselves or help ourselves. There's no there are so in many that. people who have gone on like those ayahuasca trips, like they go to like the middle of, you know, the rainforest yeah. the, through the hills of Peru and they, they go on a three day ayahuasca experience. They get violently ill. They're under the direction of a shaman and other people mm-hmm. who have experienced it. There's people there to help you and soothe you and guide you. And it's like a very spiritual experience mm-hmm. and people come out of that completely changed. Wow. Cured of all their childhood traumas. Well, they usually do it for, I think it's three days. It's like a ceremony. And the first mm-hmm. night typically is like a purging night. So I think that's when you're given your highest dosage. Oh, wow. People are puking. They're shitting in buckets, but they're also purging all of their like their toxins trauma, toxins yeah. generational trauma they mm-hmm. all just like kind of comes to the surface they're crying they're laughing it's and almost it's like over, they're having the slate wiped clean it's yeah. like a hard reset button so that's why it's such a violent bodily reaction because yes it has to all go it has to come to the surface nothing stays inside no it comes out like, in one way or another whether you whether you, you rid yourself of it or mm-hmm. or you just are a mess the rest of your life it comes out yeah totally no I saw that I don't know if I could do I mean if I did that experience oh it would be graphic oh my god it would be graphic I would be shitting all over the place I already know it I would be shitting before I even took it I'd be like oh my god I'm so nervous where's the bucket (laughs) (laughs) they'd be like damn your fee doesn't cover the pre-shit okay That bucket is to remain empty until the start. <laughs> and by the way, we got to talk to you about payment. <laughs> oh, you didn't get my Venmo? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the Hash Wednesday podcast. This one was fun. Yeah, it was interesting. And what I also find interesting is I feel like people have gotten the gist, but we haven't explained that we are first cousins. <laughs> we are. <laughs> and like, because we have the same grandmother in case anybody's wondering, like, are you related? Yes, we're, we are first cousins. So I just thought it was interesting that you know because our process for choosing saints is through meditation we don't have like a we don't have like an actual method it's just meditation whoever comes to us yeah whoever uh, um, you know approaches us this way every saint's been meaningful in some way and to me it's meaningful because it was jesus's cousin and we're cousins doing this podcast together i know Thank you, everybody, for listening to us rant on and on. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. Good night. See you next time. See you next time. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything that just happened.